Podcast invites you to join us to study the daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Emma Kipley-Ogman, Assistant Rabbi of Beth Jacob Congregation in Mendota Heights, Minnesota. And today we're learning Daf Memhe 45 of Masachet Shabbat. Daf Memhe continues the conversation of the previous Daf, where sages of the Talmud wrestle with case law to articulate coherent halachic positions around mukta objects that should not be handled on Shabbat. Along the way, the rabbis consider an assortment of objects, from seeds to henhouses, dried fruit to wild animals, to shed light on the Mishnah's question of whether one may carry a candle on Shabbat, and to elaborate the variety of reasons that something might be considered mukta. As is often the case in Talmudic conversations, the rabbis work closely with an outlying position in order to refine and sharpen multiple perspectives along a spectrum of possibilities. Here they continue to explore in particular the position of Rabbi Shimon, teasing out inconsistencies and discerning which other rabbis agree with him under which circumstances. Rabbi Shimon, remember, has the highest bar among the rabbis for an object to be called mukta. At one point on this page, he is characterized as not having the concept of mukta at all. The page opens with a distinction between Shabbat and holiday candles. It is permitted to place a candle in a palm tree on Shabbat, but we do not place a candle in a palm tree on Yom Tov, on a holiday. The case relates to a category of mukta where an object has been set aside for the purpose of fulfilling a mitzvah. Such an object, which would have no other purpose, would be off-limits on both Shabbat and Yom Tov. With the palm tree, no one would be worried about someone taking the candle down on Shabbat because we would know not to move the burning candle because of the work prohibitions of Shabbat. But on Yom Tov, when it is permitted to move a burning candle in order, in general, in order to transfer its fire, we might forget that that particular candle was mukta, set aside, because of fulfilling the purpose of lighting the festival lights, and therefore we do not put the candle in the palm tree. Even Rabbi Shimon, this daf teaches, considers something mukta that was set aside for the purpose of a specific mitzvah. The daf continues with a story about Rav. Rav, in general, holds like Rabbi Yehuda, who has a broad definition of mukta. He's the one who permits carrying only a brand new lamp, whose purpose has not yet been established. They asked Rav whether it's permitted to carry a Hanukkah lamp on Shabbat, to protect against the persecutions of the Persians, who would forbid the lighting of any fire on particular days. The lamp, though extinguished, would have been evidence of breaking the law and a prosecutable offense. Rav responded and said it would be permitted to move the lamp. 
This looks a lot like Rabbi Shimon's perspective, that it is okay to carry any lamp except one that is burning right now. And so the inquirers are concerned. We thought Rav held like Rabbi Yehuda, not like Rabbi Shimon. Rav answers, Rabbi Shimon's perspective holds enough water to rely on in emergency circumstances. This story offers us a model for thinking about how to relate to perspectives that are very different, very different from or even opposite our own. In ordinary circumstances, Rav would say, don't carry the lamp, it's forbidden. But here the circumstances change and he says it's permitted. He doesn't simply say, I changed my mind or my own position is different because of the circumstances. Rather, he actually gives credit to a rabbi with whom he actively disagrees. Rav has carefully studied a perspective that is ab initio very different from his own and is willing to say clearly that in certain circumstances he actually relies on that position. It is not simply that emergency circumstances throw everything out the window, but that another teacher has made space for his own practice to shift when he needs it to. Rav gives voice and honor to Rabbi Shimon, with whom he disagrees, but upon whom he relies. In another case on the page, the rabbis investigate the perspective of Rabbi Yochanan. He is quoted as saying, quote, They said the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon, end quote. The Talmud explores the case of a henhouse to investigate this ruling, a case in which they have on file that Rabbi Yochanan held like Rabbi Yehuda, essentially the opposite of Rabbi Shimon. So they try to construct a case in which they would have had the same perspective. What if there were a dead chick in the henhouse? Would Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yochanan both say it would be forbidden to carry? Rabbi Yochanan would forbid it, but only some people think that Rabbi Shimon would forbid it. What about if there were an egg in the hen house that were born that day? This is a new category of mukta for us, nolad, classically defined as the egg born on Shabbat, but expanded to include anything that did not exist in its current state before Shabbat started. Rabbi Shimon didn't apply this category, so only Rabbi Yochanan would forbid moving the hen house. They conclude that Rabbi Yochanan could not have held like Rabbi Shimon. So when he said, they said the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon, he must have meant something else. He could have been quoting someone else who did hold like Rabbi Shimon without himself espousing that perspective. This happens twice on the daf. Once here with Rabbi Yochanan and once more with Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, head of the Sanhedrin, who was relaying Rabbi Shimon's position to his son in a conversation about dried fruits. In these conversations, the rabbis of the Talmud model for us a discourse that is, that is at its core fearless. It is safe to disagree, safe to espouse radically different perspectives, and yet stay in conversation. And it is safe to give voice to ideas different from one's own, to try them on, to allow them to have power. Ultimately, we may find ourselves saying, this is a legitimate perspective, but I hold differently. But inevitably, we will sometimes find ourselves in circumstances when we rely on the wisdom of those with whom we disagree. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros 
from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.